You want me to lead us into our Everpals podcast? Yeah, I think it'd be great. Yeah, I can do that. And um, this is Everpals. Um, yep. It's going to be the most mediocre podcast you've probably ever listened to for EverQuest. Probably. But hey, low it's going to be fun. Low production value, maybe. Totally. Um, I am Pokin, also known as Wes. Um, I am Yarnex, also known as Jason. And I still don't think we really decided if we're going to go by our personal names, our in-game names, but um, either way, I think they're going to go smoothly. Yeah. I know you more as Pokin, and I think you know me more as Yarnex. Well, I think I know you more as Polly, actually. Yeah, there's a whole story behind that, isn't there? Using my wife's name as a character name so I can sneak away and play EverQuest without any guilt. It it might feel bad because everybody was calling you by your wife's name for so long, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a little weird, but uh, now I'm Yarnax, little halfling warrior. And we both play on a uh, Mangler server, right? Yes, we play on a Mangler server, and we're kind of dipping our toes into the new Mischief Thornblade server. But we play on Thornblade. Um, we just started today, actually, um, and just kind of dipping around in that. But yeah, we are part of a raiding guild on Mangler who raids in-game content. Yeah, shout out to Pals. Yay, Pals. Um, definitely what, maybe one of the best guilds I've ever been a part of. I don't know about you. Oh, totally. Um, it's the only guild I've been a part of on Mangler, but, you know, even playing in live like years and years ago, this was the exact style of guild that I was in. Like we took raiding seriously, but we still acted as a family and like resolved any of our issues like amongst ourselves, you know? I like that we... Uh, tend not to take ourselves too seriously. Um, it was always like that. Uh, lots right. of laughs and and giggles and uh, you know, go and kill the content. But you know, ha you're hanging out with your friends the whole time. It's yeah. really nice. And you know, that's kind of what I what I kind of like wanted to make a podcast about is kind of like our experiences and you know, somebody that's new to the game and maybe they haven't been part of a guild before. Like what. How do you find a guild? Like, what class should I be? Like, all these kind of things. Um, kind of in a podcast, in a friendly setting, very relaxed. Just two guys talking about the game they played for so long. Um, two, two pals talking two about pals. the game. Thank you for the correction there. Uh, yeah, we've, we've been playing this game both for a very long time. And plan on doing so for quite a while longer. Um, how long have you been playing for? I know we were trying to save some questions for each other um, when we started the podcast. We didn't want to waste too many. I mean, I know a little bit, um, but you, you used to start way back on Povar server, right? Yeah, I played, started on Povar server and started like early in release. I didn't play in the alpha and beta, but the game was released and I played on dial-up 56k modem uh, using Earthlink as my ISP. ISP. If anybody remembers Earthlink from way, way long ago, back in 99. And had no idea what this game was. 
Um, my friend recommended it to me, and I was immediately hooked. I would play, you know, five, eight hours a day, and made a wood elf warrior named Neo Knight. And Not to interrupt, but uh, how like how old were you? Were you like in college or high school? Boy, ninety nine. I was like right around twenty. Yeah, I was like twenty twenty one, and so I was. Um, no, I wasn't in college. <laughs> I'm in college now. Funny enough, uh, finishing a PhD, hopefully. Uh, but I had a lot of free time, and enjoyed those kind of games. So 20, 20 years old, 1999, not much to do, just rolling a warrior. Why'd you roll ro- warrior? Well, so originally I, roll, I rolled a ogre warrior and had no idea what the game was, like I said, and just started running around. Ended up leaving the Ferrat into um, the Wraith Mountains and got smashed by a hill giant. <laughs> and I thought, maybe uh, ogre's not the way for me. And I liked Warrior just because I'm a more like in your face kind of person. I played online games like from BBSs and stuff, and I've always liked the fighter types. So I made Warrior having no idea what that entailed for me. Did you know that like the evil classes, how hard they would be in an old classic EverQuest on live? No, and I think a lot of people didn't know how hard they were on, on classic. Um, did you roll an evil class? No, I've always actually been mostly, uh, kind classes, good classes. Yeah, um, me too. Um, I was turned off by the fact that everybody hung out in the nice areas, uh, but you couldn't ever like get those evil characters in there without getting crushed a hundred times. And obviously the death penalty early in, in live where <laughs> it was so hard to get either a res or get that experience back or the corpse runs were vicious and right put a lot of fear in into wanting to start something even harder than so that leans in perfectly to my like we talked about this before maybe talking about during podcast our our favorite memory of playing on uh live uh, not the tlp that we play on now but playing on live and that is um i was again a wood of warrior had not a full suit but um, quite a collection of crafted gear. And for those of you who don't know, crafted gear was uh, crafted armor for warriors was a, a quest that you would do to get really good gear for a warrior. Um, not a raid gear, but really nice groupable gear. So I had that stuff and I was making the trip from uh, Fadwer to Antonica. Antonica. How do you say that? And Antonica? Antonica. From Butcher Block to Freeport. And you had to take boats back then. There were no translocators. You had to take boats and you had to wait around for them and get on the boat and travel and zone. What happened to me, I was zoning from Butcher Block into Ocean of Tears on the boat. And when the boat started moving, my player character was stuck. And then my player character continued to be stuck, fell off of the boat, and was proceeded to be killed by a shark. And... Where does your corpse go when you die in the ocean? To the bottom of the ocean. And back then you only had like, I think it was seven days to find your corpse before it would uh, vanish. Yeah I, think you're, yeah. yeah, I think you know the end of that story. I never, re, never recuperated that corpse. 
and uh, all you, my gear was gone. You weren't part of like a guild or anything that could help you no. get your card. No, no. Kind of players. I was just That's like a casual person and I was just in greater Faye, and I was like, can someone help me find my corpse? There were songs made about that um, meme, by the way, and this never happened. And I ended up losing it, kind of starting over in gear. That's really unfortunate because one of my favorite memories or, you know, how I personally like to play the game is to be that nice player, you know, give gear and stuff to the newbies and help out when I can. Um, and I know way back on live in the early, early times, like kindness was just, it was just one of those things that exuberant on the servers. I mean, you had your trolls, but um, you also had, not, I would say 90% of the server was really f- geared towards helping everybody out and learning together. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially the environment was so unforgiving. Like you said, you know, you didn't keep your items when you died. When you died, you went back to your bind point and you were naked. So a lot of people, sometimes you had a second set of gear that you kept in a bank, but you knew it wasn't going to be good enough to go down to the area in where, where you were fighting previously. So um, you either had to be part of a guild or you know, reach out to those people like you talk about who were just understood how unforgiving it was and, and lended a helping hand. And um, you see that occasionally in the TLPs, but it's a little different because the game, while still difficult, is much easier now with these quality of life things that were added in. You know, it's it's funny that your favorite memory or, I mean, most valuable memory of live included a, death. <laughs> <clears throat> because the, you had asked me this earlier and, and the, the story I wanted to tell was also a death. Oh, all right. And I remember I told you it was, was going to be kind of cheesy, um, but uh, I'll just go and start um, a little bit yeah. about myself. I was on uh, the Vishan server. Um, my dad, maybe not the most, uh, technically well-operating oiled machine. Okay. <laughs> uh, we had a, a, an old gateway computer and he oh, yeah. had some friends. Um, he's a mechanic at an ice cream factory and the mechanics, they, uh, would, you know, come in for their first shift and then, um, uh, you know, play all these like Ultima online and, and these muds and stuff that were going on in the late nineties. Right. Um, and so my dad got into this, his friends were like, Hey, we're getting early access to this beta for EverQuest. Um, it's it's going to be awesome. I don't even know how they found out about it. I'm I'm not sure that the beta was super well known. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, this was back in before the days of like a really well-established internet. And who knows how that, I, I mean, like I said, I wasn't part of the beta. It was just my friend, you know, told me in person, we're like, hey, there's this game. And I think a lot of it was maybe through like magazines and think like gaming magazines and things like that back in the late 90s. That was like a major source of communication in the, yeah. in the gaming world online forums and stuff like that. I know, I know like once the game launched, it was popular and it was yeah. pretty easy to know about, but I, I don't know how people would know about like uh, the beta or getting into betas for this stuff. Right. But um, anyways, my, my, my dad got into this beta with a couple of the guys, they got sent discs to 
to play EverQuest and, and test out some of these, you know, new features and help. It's really boxy and stuff, but I don't know. I think my dad was really fascinated with the fact that you were in control of a character. Oh yeah. Um, there was nothing like it at the time. Uh, this was totally groundbreaking. And then when uh, EverQuest launched, everybody joined uh, the Vishan server or Vishan. I don't know how most people say it. Um, and so at the time, I was, I was actually really young. Nineteen ninety nine. I was, I was only like nine, going on ten years old when the game was launched. Yeah. And playing on Vishan server, um, my dad had started a a cleric. I guess maybe that group of friends needed a healer. You know, mm-hmm. so he started a cleric. My dad's really like a weird type. He's not able to like sit down for a long period of the time. He's really go get him kind of guy. So uh, I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe yeah, playing EverQuest is not the um, start and then stop in fifteen minutes kind of game. And, I and think he's that's also, something my wife never understood. <laughs> also, super terrible at typing. So and uh-huh. early EverQuest was all typing. There was no voice communication. Right. Thing. Yeah. So, yeah, my dad uh, started this character, and he, he was always like, hey, um, how about you sit here and play my character for me? I got to go get some food or, you know, something like that. He gets something going on. And he asked if I wanted to play a couple times. I remember being like, no, elves and... You weren't into that kind of stuff as a kid? No, no. I, oh, didn't, well, I, I didn't even know about that stuff yet. You know, I was maybe Harry Potter was just coming out. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so even with Harry Potter, like it, it didn't really dive into like mythological creatures or fantasy really. It was more mm-hmm. witches and wizards, not, you know, trolls and elves and stuff. So um, I was playing Madden and FIFA and need for speed and, you know, games on the PlayStation one or oh, Xbox. Yeah. So playing these, uh, I, I remember one day my dad got up to go make some food or something. And he was like, here, sit here for my, uh, my character. Don't let me die. This is how you play, you know? And if anything, you just turn around and run towards those guards. This is an actually Misty Thicket. I think it was, a um, a cleric halfling. Oh yeah. Okay. Which is maybe the worst kind of cleric, but. Oh, you can't go wrong with halfling, man. And I remember he must have come back, and I was like in, enveloped into the game. I he must have said something to me, and I I didn't answer him. You know, he's like, "Oh no, whatever, whatever I created here, you know, he got you hooked." An absolute monster, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember rolling a character very early on. Um, and since I only knew Misty Thicket, we started a uh, a druid. I think that was a good like solo character because I don't think we ever planned on being in a guild or anything. Right. And then, um, ironically enough, there's a, like I said, this very early on, I found myself in Fires of Heaven somehow. I don't even know how this happened, but Fires of Heaven, for those of you that don't know, is maybe one of the biggest top guilds of all EverQuest history and lore. Right. And how old were you like when you started with Fires of Heaven? And did they know your age? No. Uh, I Like I said, I must have been 9 or 10. Um, but very early on, I realized that 
nobody wanted to play with a nine-year-old. Right. Yeah. Especially like, maybe some of those immature too. I think fires, I haven't had like an 18 year old joining policy. Like he must be 18 probably. year old. Probably. 18. Um, and this was before like voice chat. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think vent came yeah, out. Very, that. Mm-hmm. I remember using that. But I, you know, I would always say like, Hey, my connection or whatever, you know, when that happened, but, um, I just tried to, I, I guess be as mature as possible and just show up and heal and not talk so much. And right. also I'm not talking so much was a benefit because I couldn't type very fast. I see. But so I you was kind of in, snuck your way into one of these top, well, not one of, I would say like the top uh, rating guild and all of it requests throughout, you know, all the uh, different servers. Yeah, there was like what uh, flowers of happiness and Triton, Triton, uh, Pogar. Yeah, um, well, all big guilds, but they Fires of Heaven was known for like rushing getting through the content um, with Fear, the the raid leader, the warrior. Um, but anyways, I it, yeah, it's so funny. I don't even know how I, I managed to finagle myself. I think maybe they merged guilds. It was so long ago. They like absorbed some guild that I was in. Right. Um, yeah, I, but yeah, oh yeah, I was just saying that I was, I snuck in there and then as a druid, I, I wasn't having fun. So I created a a high elf mage and, you know, got leveled up and, and did a bunch of raids with fires of heaven. Those are stories for maybe another episode, but that's what content did you end with fires of heaven? Like how far, like what expansion did you get to with them? So yeah, I remember I was in school. I right. was very young. Right. Uh, they were bat phoning. Yeah, and like you're at school, you can't, and you can't tell them um, I'm in class right now because they'd be like, "Wait, aren't you 18?" That and <laughs> uh, you know, like when they would bat phone and stuff too. The way to... bat phoning would be like send you, like actually call you because or text you um, and tell you, "Hey, log on because we want to kill this raid mob now because." Back then, you didn't have the agents of change for an instance zone. It would just spawn in what they call now open world. And if you didn't kill it, then some other guild was going to come in there and kill it. And we weren't letting anybody kill anything. No. Um, I had to do so many like tricky, lying, little, little shit, nine-year-old things to keep my identity mostly a mystery. Um, <laughs> like... If they would call, I would be like, oh, yeah, it's my brother. Uh, I'll just tell him to get on, you know, and then hang up the phone. And plus, like, my dad did not. He worked very early in the morning, like 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. I was like, I better not be getting no phone calls at 3.30 in the morning. My dad's going to wring my neck. <laughs> they call on your house phone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, man. They have cell phones. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Or so being on the landline and dial-up, I would right. just stay logged in. So they couldn't call me, and they would just have to do the shout-out. But then I was losing sleep as well, trying to keep an eye on any bat phone in-game. Yeah. So, like, even today on TLPs, um, Time Lock Progression servers that we play on Mangler and also these new Mischief Thornblade, uh, there will be guilds like this. And, uh, again, the guild we're part of, PALS, is not a guild like that. But now we have dedicated raid nights. Um, we do Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday 
like 6 to 10 PST, uh, insert plug here, but um, there's not, like, you're not, it's not mandatory that you're there all the time. Uh, it's mandatory that, well, it's not mandatory, but, you know, in order to bid on items, you need a certain amount of attendance, but um, we understand that, you know, life comes before EverQuest, but for a guild like Fires of Heaven or these other top-end guilds, that's not always the case. Like, if you're, you know, the EverQuest can, comes first for them quite often. If they lose you to life too often, you probably end up getting the boot for somebody else who's going to is going to be there all the time, right? Oh, right. I I couldn't, you know, when I was coming back to EverQuest, I took a little bit of a hiatus and, you know, got went to the military, got married, had a kid, went to college, all that fun stuff. But then as I came back, I was actually really worried that I didn't know that they had these, you know, agents of change where you could be a little bit more casual. I thought everything, I, all I knew was, was very serious rating, bat phoning, open world targets. Right. and. See, I, I knew the other side of that. So on Povar, when I was playing on Povar, um, I was in more of a casual guild. And we did raid. We had, like just like pals, we had dedicated raid nights. I was part of uh, Firestormers um, up until Velius. And then I think a little bit in Lucklin. And then I swapped guilds to uh, Utopian. And that was towards the end of Lucklin, start of Pop, Lands of Power. And we had, like I said, dedicated raid nights, but um, in Lucklin and in Velius, um, there were there were not uh, instances where you could you know, open up your own zone and control it yourself. And so, like we talked about earlier, the the guild Triton was on Povar, and they kind of ruled the roost on Povar. And we did rotations with other guilds. We like this week, uh, Utopian's going to raid uh, Vexthal. The next week, Blades of Law, which is another guild in Povar, is going to do Vexthal. Because you had to wait, you know, time for the, all the mobs to respawn. But the funny thing is, is if at any time Trident decided, hey, we want to raid Vexal this week, well then guess what? You as Utopian, you're just going to miss your, you're going to miss your opportunity for Vexal this week. And it was kind of, a, it was a horrible thing to do. But you know, what could you do? You couldn't out DPS them. You couldn't. Um, they were just too powerful to mess with. That's, That's much of the reason why I don't like uh, P99. I don't think that that's a, a server that I could be on because right. just the poop socking and the... Yeah, I mean, it's fun to rushing. like group and level in and have that kind of fun. But for raiding, um, the TLP servers with Agents of Change, it's, it's just a game changer. Um, I think... You know, that might be something for us, you know, we can transition talking about the TLPs now. We wanted to cover that in our first podcast here and how that's different than the, the what we call live servers um, like uh, Bishan or Povar. And that's the big change to me is, is agents of change and where everyone gets the opportunity to raid um, these uh, zones and get the raid mobs. You know, once per week or however long they lock out. I mean, yeah, the agent of the chains are, are very nice. You still have to do the keys, and and obviously that's part of the the flagging process to get right. you know okay to go into these zones. 
Right. Um, but go ahead. I was going to say that the EverQuest is, is going to be a grind no matter if... I mean, this is probably... TLP is probably the easiest way to play EverQuest, honestly. Right. And I think in later podcasts, we might kind of go over the different uh, expansions. Um, I don't know how far we'll go. Maybe we'll go up into the point where it's like current in Mangler, where we play current, where we play right now. And, you know, talk about those kind of bottlenecks where you have to do flagging, like, for instance, Kunark, where you have the Vishan's Peak and also Seblis. Um, I think those are two kind of bottlenecks um, for, for raiding. Um, so actually, if you want to want to talk about that real quick, maybe we can end the episode right after that is uh, talk about maybe the things that we we discussed, maybe talking in the podcast, you know, doing maybe some class breakdowns, yeah, um, some zone breakdowns, some uh, expansion breakdowns and, and all the little nuances. I know personally, I we talked about wanting to I want to go to these old zones that I don't really play in. Um, and maybe yeah, like but there's some zones I've never and... grouped in before, and I'm sure the same goes for you because you know, if you're on live, you want to sometimes you want to get the level or get the AAs and not kind of mess around, you want to get to that end game content for the rating, and that's all you focus on. Where on this Stormblade server, you know, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun doing a little exploration and a little nostalgia trip, you know, yeah. Well, we kind of pre-practiced a little bit on Aradun just for, you know, like a couple of days, and we went to Runny Eye, and that was just an experience in itself. Like, yeah, that was the first time I ever killed anything in Runny Eye, honestly. Or got killed in Runny Eye. <laughs> yeah, I went down a level, and the goblins, there was like a little train of goblins. I was like, oh, I'll pull two of them. I came back up with five. And, then, uh, and then an I, evil eye. Yeah, yeah it's fun. But, you know, that's the kind of stuff that's fun. Um, you know, exploration and, you know, pushing your group to the limit, seeing what you can get away with in a zone, you know, figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually, um, you know, on Thornblade, I started, uh, well, <laughs> we did our research. We wanted the most OP kind of group. Right. Well, and the most we, OP we... group with us because we're not the most OP players. I will say that. Well, that's rude. <laughs> I like well, to think we're I'm... Not, well, we're not the people that's going to stay up for 48 hours to get level 50. That's true. I, that's what I, mean. I I like to think that I'm a, a decent, knowledgeable player, though. Yes. Yes, Played you my are. character well. And you as well. Um, Sometimes. So we're both boxing. Uh, we both have one box. And... Which, which he had to, like... Not beg, but he was persistent, and I was persistent about not boxing. And then one day I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna box." And anyway, it it was for the better. Yeah, now you're. I've created a monster. Yeah, he did. So we both have one character. Um, we needed a tank. You started uh, Pally, the Paladin. Yep. Um, and maybe not our original idea. Um, no, I don't think it was. I think, so the way it was originally, you were going to be a Shadow Knight, I was going to be a Monk, and a Druid, and then you were also going to play a Shaman. 
-hmm. And then that's what we did on Aerodin. And it was working out perfectly. We were having a good time. And then... Uh, but as you got right. closer and closer, you didn't know if you wanted to be a monk. Because um, right. I was like, I don't know if I like pulling that much. And you're, I was like, do you mind pulling? And you're like, I don't care what I play. I'll be happy with whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I played a monk on some live servers and tests and stuff. So... Um, and, so I played, I started the monk, you got the tank, um, but yeah. you were going to start the shadow knight and you went logged in and on Thornblade. Yeah, so on launch day for Thornblade, uh, I made an ogre shadow knight because if you're really going to be a shadow knight, I'm sorry, but you need to be an ogre for the frontal stun immunity. It's honestly game changing for a tank. But I logged in and there were about 20 ogres all around me and 15 of them were shadow knights. And that was only with around 200-ish people uh, to begin with. And I was like, wait a second. I'm going to be a needle and a stack of needles as a ogre shadow knight. And I don't, I like to be a little unique, uh, which is part of why I'm a halfling warrior. And uh, so I was like, let me do some research. And that's what I like to do in EverQuest. I like to research. And Poking knows this. Yes, of course. <laughs> My late night text while I'm at work, yeah, daydreaming about what we're gonna do next, right? <laughs> right. I'll, I'll be in bed, or you know, watching the show and it's kind of distracted a little bit on my phone, looking up uh, P99 info on Shadow Knights and Paladins, weighing out the pros and cons, and you know, me to me make to make a final decision on that. It was it was uh, excruciating. <laughs> So we, we made the final decision, or, yes. or you did, and yes. uh, you have the, the tank now, and we made a paladin. Yes. And when, I say, when I say we, we, we've decided that we can interchange our characters whenever we need a break and want to play yeah. something else. Yeah, we're comfortable with that, um, kind of sharing our accounts. And, you know, it that way it doesn't get monotonous. You know, it could be because uh, we're – all cap both of us are capable of playing all of these classes. I think uh, the two of us can play just about any class. Uh, I ended up rolling a bard to level, I mean, only to level five, but that was honestly the first time I played a bard. And I instinctively knew how to like slash melody and uh, play all the songs I needed to play and all that stuff. Just instinctually, huh? Yeah, just instinct kicked in and knew what to do. Like, I'm a bard today. And so I also, my main will be the monk, Flexen. Yep. And then our boxes are Druish, the Druid for you. Yes. Um, ports and heels. Ports and heels. Yeah. And snares. Snares is important without the Shadow Knight. Oh, yes. Snares are important. And then slow in, which is our shaman here. Slows uh, and backup heels. Which we ran all the way from Halas day one, which, if you're not mm -hmm. familiar, is what, a 15 zone run. What did uh, Zaid God say it was? A um, beast of a, a run. Beast of a run, yes. Beast of a run. That's quoted. And uh, yeah, we did that today. No death, zero death. Uh, the bard died in soul. So the, the barbarian didn't die. Though. The barbarian That's... did not die. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I, I claimed my familiar puppin, so we're I'm happy we about have, that. We have a companion with us to keep us company. <laughs> I'm I'm sure we may I may do an intro with like Puppin's point of view, um, Flexin, Slowin, Pally, and Druish, and it's just like 
watching these four guys and I don't know what the hell's going on with them. Yeah. They they stood in a tunnel in East Commonlands for hours and hours and didn't move. Yeah, so as this we're doing this podcast, we're all level three right now. And uh, when we're done here, we'll probably either break before raid tonight on the Mangler server because we're still playing on there. We're not leaving Mangler server. We're still raiding there and having fun with our pals. Uh, but then on the Tornblade server, we're going to have fun in our Ever Pals guild. And, um, you know, there's not going to be raiding at level three, but it's going to be just like casual grouping, like I said, exploring new uh, dungeons and and we might even do a podcast like as we're playing um, just to kind of get a feel for that and kind of talk about that experience a little bit. Yeah, and uh, we've already talked to some of the guild members about this podcast and, and asked them if they wanted to, to come on and, you know, maybe do a couple of interviews with some of our favorites from the guild that we're in. Um, we're hoping to meet a lot of nice people, obviously, on um, Thornblade. For sure. So. Yeah, just so, have fun with it. Like I said, the most mediocre, low-quality <laughs> podcast that you could probably think of. But we're going to put, you know, our true selves into it. Like, it's going to be us. It's not going to – I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, beforehand what we plan to talk about, but none of this is scripted. This is totally off the cuff. Um, it's, all, it's all scripted. Don't let them lie to you. Yeah, I'm not that talented, and I can't be on a script for 30 minutes. I'm no actor. Um, but I do want to mention that I made an email account. Uh, it's going to be – everpalsthornblade at gmail.com. If you like what you're hearing, let us know. If you hate what you're hearing, uh, maybe let Poken know. Um, if you have a suggestion, if something you want to talk about, um, let us know, and we'll, uh, we'll be glad to do that. I can't handle the negative feedback. Don't send it to me. Well, we both have access to that email uh, account, so... If it, you know, if it has like an angry face in the subject line, I'll open it. Okay. I appreciate that. Please preface all emails with angry faces. <laughs> yeah, don't, not too many of those. You know, my ego can only take so much. Uh, definitely expect the podcast to get better too. Uh, I mean, maybe not quality wise, but, um, you know, we're talking about intros and stuff. We ha didn't really prepare as maybe as well as I wanted to. Um, but I know you and I are both busy and we're well, just want to be off You're just coming off of a three night, uh, 12 hour shifts and I'm in the middle of writing a PhD uh, thesis. So we're, we're busy guys. Your dissertation and I'm yeah. dealing with crazy people. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll have uh, more episodes. Like I said, talking with people like they're experts in the class. Like we're familiar with all the classes in EverQuest, but we're by no means experts in those classes. So I think it's really nice for people to understand like how those classes evolve in TLPs from all the way from classic to whatever content that you're looking for. And, you know, I think you want to know like what the class is going to be later on because it each, I think each class evolves as expansions come out. Don't you think? Well, yeah, we noticed that um, how often we were dying in the low levels versus how, overpowered we are in right. current so right but, but yeah. yeah i'm excited um me too i think this is uh gonna be uh i don't know a nice way to decompress from the the week and kind of do a podcast and 
I've actually always enjoyed this medium, um, and I've always been interested in doing one. So I'm glad. It, it, I will say it's your idea, but I was really thinking it the whole time. So yeah, I kind I kind of like because there's a lot as podcasts for EverQuest out there, and we're not trying to compete with anybody um, because obviously we have no experience in this, and you know those podcasts are well established, but um, maybe just a, like a little different flavor, also be you know, somewhat informative for classes and, and also um, expansions kind of have like a little educational, but we want to keep it really social and fun and not too serious because neither of us are super serious people. At least I'm yeah. And actually, before we finish, I, I don't want to step on these other podcasts. Um, toes. Actually, I was, I was uh, very lucky to be on episode 50 of the forever quest podcast. Yes. Check it um, out. I, you know, love uh, both Sean and Jeff. I listened to their podcast. I was on their podcast, Stellar People. Yeah, I and think that episode's named West with Pals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also the Return to EverQuest guys. I don't know if you listen to that podcast, um, but those guys are awesome as well. Um, I think it's six guys. They're all gnomes, and they are basically going through old content on Eridune. I think they might, you know, hit up mischief a little bit, but their production value of their... Um, their podcast is just to top 10. It's, it's amazing. Oh, so, wow. Wow. Um, yeah, shout out to them. They've only <laughs> very much lower. Um, but they have obviously encouraged us to do our own podcast. So I, I, we didn't get a chance to reach out to them. I'm sure they'd be supportive. And like I said, we don't want to toast up on anybody, but nope. um, they've, they've, you know, shown us the light on maybe doing a podcast. So we're going to do it. All right. I think that's a good that's spot it. to end. Um, hopefully there's more podcasts coming soon. And thanks. Bye.